passion and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 4 Podcast. This might be college football. Hour has arrived and uh, we head down to New Orleans for Augie. Paul, hail to the victors. Augie, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me, Paul? That would be a big yes. Okay, I said hail to the victors. Hail to, yeah, I've heard that a few times. Conquering heroes, hail, hail, da, da, da. I don't know the words to it, but I always like the song, Paul. It's, um, it's good. It is a catchy song. Paul, doesn't Jim Harbaugh look like his dad, Jack? He does. I mean, he does. He really favors him. And I tell you what, Jack was one happy guy, and so was his mom. So <laughs> they all were. I mean, I, I, cool. I mean don't you wish every family could be that yes. happy for you? Yes, absolutely. Because there are a lot of people out there that are really sick. But I, I, I think it was his time. He's due. And now it would be appropriate for him to go to the NFL. Don't you think that would be the best exit stage left for him? Yeah, because there's uh... – <laughs> For a lot of reasons, but I would definitely leave. Uh, but so far, I, Jim has not called either one of us for advice, has he? <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm glad for him. Not so much for the Michigan fans, but Paul, did last night lay to rest any argument about whether Jaden Daniels shouldn't have gotten the Heisman? Uh, you know, that's interesting that you say that because – Penix had a chance to make that a big conversation piece. And, and some people were willing to, but the right person got the Heisman. You are, you are correct. Yeah, I know probably nine out of ten LSU fans who watched that game were watching it with an eye to how is Penix going to do. I mean, he really had a good game against Texas. But last night, his immobility. He was terrible. I mean, if you put Daniels, yeah, if you put Daniels in that slot, he would have he gotten first downs kept drives alive. He wouldn't have overshot open receivers. He, in addition to just being a magician, he's a good passer, and I think he would have hit a lot of those. And Washington would have won had Jaden Daniels been their quarterback, of course, all year and familiar with the team. But So that was, that was a win for me as far as putting that to rest. But, Paul, you know how you hate people who call in and tell you, well, I told you back in – July, this was going to happen. You really don't like those people, well, right? I, it, partly because I know so many people who do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you in July, and you didn't buy it, that the SEC would not have anybody in the finals and would not win it. You did tell me now, that. I remember. I, I, I was almost close in not having any SEC team in the playoffs because Florida State got reamed. I don't believe that, but, you know, got to throw that out there. I predict, though, Paul, next year the SEC will have a team in the 12-team playoff bracket. <laughs> yeah, the I, question I think is, that's, a, that's a good bet. How many teams do you think will get in? I'm thinking three is not out of the realm of possibility, even maybe four. But what do you I, anticipate right now? I think three is right the now? best bet until we get a better idea of what it really is going to be like. And, and I – I mean, I know I know what the schedule is. Well, I've already seen it, and so have you. But uh, you don't, you don't, I, you never want to trust this committee until you get a sample. 
Well, your buddy's gone. I didn't know this was his last year. I didn't know this was his swan song. Oh, was it? Yeah, Hancock's leaving, right? Well, yeah. That, that, by the way, uh, I would say that Bill Hancock <laughs> was a great friend to the SEC. I would, too. I think he was a great friend to you, Paul. Well, he I've always liked Bill. I saw Bill, uh, he was uh, last week in Pasadena, but Bill... I, my theory is Bill made the, was the most important person in that room this year for Alabama. I, I would Even not he's doubt not on that. the committee. And I saw, uh, wasn't it President Keenum on the field last night presenting him uh, a yeah. football and farewell? Well, uh, Dr. Yeah. Keenum is the uh, chairman of the College Football Management Committee. That's, that's the group that oversees the CFP. Well, he looked good representing Mississippi State, the SEC, on the field. So, uh, anyway, hey, Paul, one last thing. Did you see where Legion jumped into a fish tank in Leeds, Alabama, at a Bass Pro Shop? Sadly, I did not. Okay, Google it. Dude jumps into a big aquarium tank and gets arrested. It's all over the Internet, and I think that's Legion. That explains why he was absent a few days last week. Anyway, Paul, go Wolverines. Go Blue. Thank you so much. How about Mark in Georgia? Hey, Mark, go right ahead. Hello, Mr. Favon. How you doing? Uh, Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. I had a lot of stuff written down here and stuff, but after Larry's call a while ago, it, it kind of changed my train of thought. Okay. Now, I was uh, my father was in the Navy, and he was from Little Falls, New York. My mother was Leakesville, Mississippi, and uh, there were 13 people in our family, and her brother brought my father home and met my mother and got married. I was born and raised in Mobile, Alabama, and I've been a roll tie fan ever since. So that Yankee stuff Mr. Larry's talking about, I just don't get it. But I wish Mr. Larry would make his New Year's resolution. If you would like to talk about Alabama, please stop coming on here with his drunken stupor <laughs> and representing Alabama. Please, you're an intelligent person. Get your ass together and come back on here and have an intelligent conversation with these people. Thank you. Thank you very much. Todd is up next. Todd. Hey, Paul. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, look here. What's up with all the damn disrespect for Alabama? Let me tell you something, Georgia. You didn't make it to the playoffs because Alabama whooped that ass for you. So you ain't going to get a shot. You're hollering for a shot. I wish we could get a shot. I heard Booger's fat ass on there talking about Georgia needs a shot. We ain't getting a shot because we whooped that ass. And if you want to if, if we'd have had a damn center, we win the game and we're not having this conversation. Plus, Paul, I see the preseason polls. They got us ranked number five. Where in the hell is Washington that beat Texas? And Texas is up there ahead of us. Y'all have lost your damn mind with this new age of football. But anyhow, roll damn tide, Paul. God was mighty angry. Why is everybody so upset? Mike is calling next. Hey, Mike. Hey, Paul. How's How are it going? You? I'm okay. Um, I think, yeah, 
<clears throat> I'm proud of Michigan. Uh, one thing I'd like to interject is that uh, how many uh, successful NFL coaches are coaching college football? I think there's only one, and uh, that's Harbaugh. And uh, they gave him the time, and he got it done. And I'll tell you what, that football team, to me, looked kind of SEC-ish and, uh, with class and everything else. So kudos to them. Um, you, you know, uh, and, and the last thing I want to say is I want to kind of take up for Larry a little bit. Everybody's picking on Larry. And, uh, well, I think what Larry was trying to say is that <clears throat> the reason that Alabama beat Georgia was cause they played and beat about six or eight really good SEC West teams. And unlike Georgia, they didn't play teams that strong, and that's why they got well, whooped. Hold on a second. Uh, Georgia played Missouri, top 10 team. Ole Miss, top 10 team. Obviously, Alabama, we know that story, but, uh, I mean, they, they didn't exactly what play. I, what uh, I mean, Paul, what, I'm, what I mean is if you play – all those teams over and over, it takes a toll. Well, sure it does. And you either you you know, depending on injuries. Tell me, tell me who makes, um, it, they played Tennessee. Who, who did Alabama play that you think was significantly more difficult than what Georgia played? Just the the entire SEC West. Well, that's that's a broad statement. I, I would say LSU was a, was a team that Alabama had to play that Georgia didn't well, have to play. Well, I know, play. and that. That's that's records. A and M, yeah. I mean, I, I would all, say A and M and A and M and LSU were really the, the difference uh, because Alabama played Kentucky, and quite frankly, uh, but Alabama didn't play Missouri. How do you think Alabama would have done on November seventeenth at Columbia, Missouri? You think they would have won up there? Yeah, probably so. Yeah, probably but, not. But the thing is, the thing is, Paul, it, it's it's about. Uh, the scheduling where you have teams that, especially Georgia, in the last three years, you go look at their schedules, they, they're able to get stronger as the year goes hey, on. Hey, Mike, Mike I, I'm afraid you talent. really, uh, Mike, I hate to disagree so strongly, but two years ago, Georgia opened the season against Clemson, which was a number. I understand, and they beat Notre well, Dame, me, uh, but, but that's only one or two. No, teams. no, that's not. They, you're wrong. Uh, that was, they were top three team when they played them. They played Oregon last year. Same thing. Uh, Georgia has Paul, played about, a very aggressive what about, schedule. What about the d- dissolving of the conference? You would expect that Georgia this season with the schedule would be playing. Well, there were. competition uh, in the SEC. I mean, Mike, I hate the you know, breaking news here. They had a game scheduled at Norman, Oklahoma. I don't mind a, a good argument. I, I do mind one that is completely false. Uh, we'll take a break. We need a break. Give me a. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Back, uh, great to hear from all of you, and let's check in with Robert in Mississippi. Hey, Robert. Hey, Paul. How you doing today? Very well, thank you. Uh, first thing I like to do is give a shout out to uh, the Million Dollar Band. My daughter's a member of it, and if my memory serves me correct, it's the first time that the Million Dollar Band has ever marched in the Terman Roses Parade. And they're 400 strong, and I believe they were the biggest band to ever do that. <clears throat> my uh, my question to you is: Have you heard anything about who could possibly be the next uh, defensive coordinator? I'm hearing DJ Durkin, and I'm not too sure how that would really work out there in Tuscaloosa. Uh, you have to look at it from a couple of different ways. By the way, uh, we were set up in the end zone for our pregame show last Monday, and the entire band walked by, and I was able to to say uh, a to a number of people in the band, and they are a great group, uh, having been in that parade myself. Uh, d- the name to keep your eye on is Tavarius Robinson. Uh, he was essentially the number two defensive person under Kevin Steele. He did a lot of the on-the-field uh, play calling this year. If you remember, there was some confusion early on. The plays were not getting down fast enough. Uh, if Nick Saban liked what he saw this year, don't know why he didn't. I, I think I think T. Rob is probably the favorite. Durkin's name comes up for every job because he is well thought of. He's been around Ole Miss and A and M, and obviously he was the head coach at Maryland. So I, I think I, I, w- I think my guess is internal, but I, I do not know what Nick Saban is currently thinking. Yeah, I'd say he's a little bit more successful on the defensive side of the ball, not not in terms of. Uh of uh, wins, losses uh, at A&M than he was at Ole Miss because they gave up a lot of yards at Ole Miss. But uh, they had a better 
uh, run defense than they did pass defense this year at A&M. Well, you have to remember, Robert, uh, the defensive coordinator is, is only as good as what he has around him. I think Durkin's a good coach, but it's just – I think the, the real issue is whether Nick Saban wants to bring somebody new in. Uh, he does not like that, although he's done it many, many times. Clyde is up next. Hello, Clyde. Didn't hear from Clyde. We will talk to Chad next in Tennessee. Hello, Chad. Yes, sir, uh, Mr. Pump. Uh, Paul, uh, it's really an honor to talk to you. Thank you very much. Uh, so, uh, seeing throughout the years I've been watching your show, a lot of Alabama fans are like, you know, throwing it in everybody's face. They're dominant. We understand that they've had a great recruiting, uh, team throughout the years. But like when, uh, one of the, uh, callers were talking about how they just destroyed Georgia, uh, but they surely forget how last year they didn't even have a seat at the table. Uh, when it came to going to the SEC championship, they had to watch it from the couch. So, I, you know, they're really quick to argue about this year. And then, like, uh, so when Georgia beat them the first time in, in the uh, national championship, they uh, they had um, their best wide receiver go out with an injury. And Georgia suffered from a lot of injuries uh, all the way up until the actual SEC championship game. And – uh, you can't, you got to be the next man up mentality, but like, you know, trying to argue that we should have been there. It was the top four teams in the nation. So it's kind of, uh, with the committee, it's kind of hard to say like, Hey, we're, uh, we should be there and stuff like that. Even though I'm a Georgia fan, I'm stationed here at Fort Campbell. So like, I was just, uh, wanted to think what, what you thought about how, like, how quickly people forget about the year prior when they lost. Chad, fans I mean, you, you have a real job. You're, you're, you're serving our country. Fans don't view things the way practical people do. They only see, through, see them through the prism of their team. Therefore, they, and, and they also they look past all that. And also, fans nowadays with the current state of the media, they, they don't look at objective sources of information. They look at sources of information that feed their favorite team's importance. I get that. Well, I appreciate you having the time to talk to me. Chad, it was our pleasure, and you, you be safe. Thank you so much. Ricky is in Mississippi. Hello, Ricky. Hey, how you doing, Paul? We're doing great, Ricky. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I don't know if anybody touched on uh, uh, Alabama and, and Michigan when they played I don't know if anybody really touched on really how experienced that Michigan was. That they 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 played together for a long time, and and, and so and and I'm looking at the the defense of Alabama, who was even though they had five star players and they're good players, but they kind of got caught in the in, looking in the backfield and kind of you know kind of got out of position a, a few times, especially at the end of the uh, of regulation. I don't think anybody, you know, he talked about their overtime play, but I, I think they lost the game in the fourth quarter when when they had a shot that, I mean, you know, when it was up 20 to 10. And uh, I think the defense kind of, they got a little confused, you know, and, and I think that's just lack of experience, my friend. What do you think about that? Yeah, there was also a, a tinge of arrogance and cockiness going into that game that I noticed. And of course, of course. That, but that's, that's, ain't that the Bama way, though? 
It is. Uh, and, and, and by the way, uh, Ricky, uh, it works about 98% of the time. Uh, yeah, well, but, but when you got a team that's been battle tested like Michigan, they they have. They've been, you know, they've been through some. I mean, they've they've been embarrassed quite a few times, and the, a lot of those players was on those same teams. So you don't know. You you can't really measure heart. You know what I mean? And, and so, but uh, I I give them I give them their kudos, man. But I, I didn't watch a I didn't watch a look at that game last night. I I, I have no interest. I'm sorry. Well, Ricky, uh, I've always felt like we've been close friends. I took the bullet for you. I, I watched it. And today I'm sorry. Well, man, hey, I was watching Gunsmoke, man. <laughs> I, would, I would have enjoyed that a lot more. Yeah, uh, my man, wife said good. after the second touchdown, she said, this is going to be worse than TCU. Why are you watching it? I said, ah, it's, it's, too, it's Ooh, too long of a yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's – so what's the what's the so what's the what's the thing now as as far as since football is over now and the off season started now I guess uh, everybody's just going to get rehyped for their own team again I guess I start uh, ringing the ringing the yeah, we're going to for, uh, we're going to give everybody uh, the end of the week and then starting Monday it's football season's right back we're going to act like we're going to go through yeah. a mini media days on on Monday oh okay well I'll be I'll be well here, here's be, the most important thing to, to remember Ricky. We have to learn, as fans of respective schools, how to dislike Oklahoma and Texas. Oh, yeah. Now, Alabama fans are already that. well underway <laughs> after losing to Texas. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll get out. We'll, I guess I'll start hating Texas when they, when they beat our brains in, you know. Yeah, so. well, <laughs> count on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll talk to you hey, later, Ricky, Paul. always great to uh, hear from you. And, and don't forget, Ricky, don't lose that number. It's the only one. <laughs> okay, nobody wants to hear that song. Uh, Sam is in Tennessee. Hello, Sam. Thank you, Paul, for having, having my call. Thank you. Congrats to Michigan on winning the championship. I was going to make a comment, and I'll hang up and get your answer. Yes, sir. Do you think... Uh, Alabama really beat themselves against Michigan than Michigan beating them? Uh, I may be in the minority uh, because I saw the same game everybody else did. I just saw it differently. I think Michigan beat Alabama all over the place. and um, Michigan just could not put Alabama away just like they couldn't put Washington away. They had a couple of chances to slam the door. One was a fourth down call early, uh, maybe Late in the second quarter, I would have liked to have seen them go for the way they were running the ball. And then they just they just got very uh, pedestrian and yep. dared, dared Washington. In the Alabama game, it was just mis- miscues. They were jittery. They, they were out of sync. And, and, but from, but on, the, on, the, on, the, on the line of scrimmage, they were winning that significantly. Yep. Well, thank you, Paul. Have a good evening. Thank you very much. We are going to take a short break. Actually, the same length that every other break is, but we don't want you to think it's going to be too long because I know you want to stick around and hear more compelling calls. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. 
Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Back in I-Man is a much maligned I-Man, according to several callers, is up next. More, more damn eagle, Paul Feinbaum. More Michigan. And and you know what? If I never saw Pat and Bo Nix on TV again, if I never saw the Manning brothers on TV again, put the Harbaugh family on there. That's the new face of football. I'm sick of them others. I mean, was that just an ass? You just got to appreciate what we saw last night. Did not involve one Bammer fan tearing up a TV going and trashing somebody's yard, calling in and whining, what about me? What about me? Kiss the wings. Kiss the wings. You, you know, you got to love it. Michigan come in and stole little, little feller's thunder. Then his then defensive coordinator decides he's going to quit. Then all of a sudden, it's breaking news. Hugh Freeze going to call plays next year. Hugh Freeze going to call plays. What kind of? What kind of news cycle is this? Are we in that dead period to where Hugh Freeze is going to call plays? I mean, that's that's big news. That's big news. Hugh Freeze has always called plays. He's figuring things out at Auburn. He's getting his, you know, he's getting his, he's getting his, he's getting on his his new shoes. He's fixing to start doing some some new walking and new stepping, as opposed to the shoes that Nick Saban's wearing. He's got on. I'm getting my ass out of here shoes on. Because you see it, and I see that he's leaving. Paul, what's all this stuff yesterday I was listening to you talking about? Well, you know, they was asking you about Nick Saban retiring. 
you seem you seem to put an awful lot of words in Nick Saban's mouth for something he's never said. You got that little fella sitting on your lap, and you got your arm in his back, just moving his face. I mean, that's a you, you ought to take little little fella on the road. That's forget James Taylor. You Paul Feinbaum and little fella on the road at all these big meetings you go to. It would be a hit because you know what he's going to say. You script everything for him. And you got to get the little fella to learn to chop his hands left to right three times. Three times. Are you following me, Paul? Are you, are you listening with me? I'm with you, brother. Are you with me, brother? Take little fella on the road. That's what we're going to call Paul Feinbaum and little fella. And that's what I tip my hat to the Michigan, to the Michigan football team for doing something that just hasn't been done in a while. And that is shut the bammers the hell up. Now, listen, Paul, I'm going to tell you, have a great day, and I mean for you to sincerely have a great day. War Damn Eagle, War Michigan, have a good one. Johnny B is up next. Thank you, Paul. I, man, brother, two days in a row knocking it out of the park. It's so refreshing to hear somebody like that. And then you got the uh, Jim Jones Kool-Aid drinkers like Larry and all these guys. No matter what Alabama does, they got the crimson glasses on and they're looking through them. And, you know, I'm a Bama fan. But I got to say, this they're not the Bama of old. When, when Washington, Oregon, and Georgia, and Michigan for a season give up 48, stack, 48 sacks combined, and Bama has 49 on their own, not not, not to mention all the pressures. You got to look. There's problems in there. You know, don't don't you see that? We see it. Hey, one other thing. You know, Susie, she's a great caller. She had a her picture earlier in the year. She's just such a pretty lady, and uh, she must just have a heart of gold because that new picture. There's an elderly gentleman in there that she must be sitting with or taking care of. Have you? Did you see her picture when it comes up? I think that's her. Uh... Or other. Okay. Well, he's a, you know, it's, it's admirable her to, to do stuff like that. I, I need to, you know, try to do stuff like that in my life. I'm glad to hear you be so uh, magnanimous. AJ is up next. My best friend, Paul. How you doing, Paul? AJ. You know, you really wouldn't ever made it if it wasn't for me to start calling. You know that, don't you? I do appreciate that. You know, a lot of people call in here, Paul, and I'm gonna call out I Man for a minute because I don't normally do this, but I got a I, I just I just melted down a a, a couple of uh, pieces of plastic in prison over here. I'm fixing that to stick him in the side because he sat there and said War Washington the other day, and now he's War Michigan back to War Michigan. I mean, hell, he flip flops as much as you do, Paul. <laughs> But can we can we just do this, Paul? You know, everybody likes to talk about history and 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 uh, you know their experiences in life and their day to day whatever with you and 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 books and uh, that nature. But let's can we talk about culinary conversation right now? I wish because we would. I was outside. I'm hungry. Let's talk about some food. You know, let's talk about some heated up burnt meat. I was out there uh, rechristening my blackstone grill griddle whatever you want to call it and uh as the heat kept getting hotter i was listening to the show you know i was out on the deck and doing a job you know getting things done and 
but I couldn't help but to note it kept getting hotter and hotter, and I just thought, you know, this must be just exactly what legend feels like. On that revenge tour. We're on a revenge tour. <laughs> they only get beat like a drum by a man named Jim. Was it Jim from Tuscaloosa legend, or was it Jim from Michigan? Either way it goes, I don't know. Do you know, Paul? I don't know. Research that. Put you guys on that. But nonetheless, I'm going to tell all these crying-ass Alabama fans something. You didn't get there because you was not capable, and that is on your coat. Nothing less. War damn eagle. Chris is calling from Tuscaloosa. Hey, Chris. Hey, Paul. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. So, uh... So I didn't get to finish a little bit um, telling you about what happened New Year's Eve when we were out in uh, Hollywood. Um, and my wife just stepped out of the car, otherwise she'd be telling you herself. But uh, we went to a New Year's Eve party there in Hollywood, and you know we, we, we aren't typically VIP kind of people, right? So the next morning when uh, she and I woke up, she thought I was dead, like flat dead. My tongue was hanging out of my mouth, and she was like, oh, my God, he's dead. And I thought, well, that must be how Larry feels like every day, you know, <laughs> getting up that way. But I'm starting to think that maybe the Auburn fans get up that way every day. I mean, seeing I-Man, like how blind you have to be. I don't even think he knows who he's rooting for anymore. And all the Auburn fans who are rejoicing in this and all excited about this and all this war Michigan, like, you know what, maybe maybe you should focus on whether your own team is going to beat Alabama anytime soon. I mean, y'all could have almost done it, but you didn't quite get there. So. Again, keep crowing, but let's see let's see what it looks like next year. Let's see if you can actually make it happen. Because I, I don't – I'll tell you, Paul, I, when I woke up today, um, I don't know if you all know this, but in Alabama there were massive – like we had a power outage from about the, about halftime of the playoff game last night, We and it, we're still out of power. We just got power back. Yeah, no, so we uh, where you are, where yeah. we are, it all moved here today. I mean, it was, it, it was that type of yeah, day. Yeah, it's but crazy. Yeah, so it's, it's a terrible story. Well, well, and, 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 you know, that happens. But I guess what I would say is, you know, as I'm looking at the AP poll and the coaches poll, I mean, maybe it's just a straight-line numbers game. Like, you know, who ended with 12 losses and or 12 wins and two losses and 13 wins and one loss or whatever. Um, you know, Florida State fans are still whining. I can't believe they are still whining. You know, you, they had, their team had a chance to prove a point, show up, and, and they didn't do it. They disappeared, right? And that's their choice. That's their player's choice feeling like they didn't have anything to play for or they had other things that were important to them. But, you know, you can't still – you can't show up uh, and, and with a shell of yourself and then act like, oh, well, we would have won, right? Like one thing that I hear all the time is that, oh, well, if we had played in there, we would have won that. That isn't how it works, right? Like if, if you didn't call in or you didn't make it in, well, like, you know, the best you can do is try to prove out that you should have been in there. I think Georgia did that. I think Georgia absolutely proved, hey, you know what, maybe maybe best four, maybe they had a legit, legit gripe about it and the fact that there's only four slots they couldn't get in from that. But if anybody has that, I think I think Georgia maybe has that some, but I don't think Florida State can say a word about that anymore, not with what they no, put you're right. on the field. Hey, Chris, thank you. We're up against a break, but thank you very much. We are back. Final few minutes. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. 